Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. you fabulous interior design professional. You are fabulous. You know that, right? Welcome to Business of Design. I couldn't say no to this guest who said, I would love to come on and have a conversation with you about what you're worth in dollars and cents. I'm intrigued. How about you? Good. You're about to meet Andrea Libros. She is an author, a certified business and life coach, and the host of Time to Level Up podcast. She is known for helping high-achieving women entrepreneurs make the shift from overwhelm to freedom, so they stop thinking small and start thinking big. She's really speaking my language because I speak to hundreds of interior design professionals every single year, and I say it's time for us to stop thinking of ourselves as women who run small businesses or men who run small businesses or human beings who run small businesses. We run a portion of a multi-billion dollar industry. And how big a portion of that you have in your hands is going to come down, at least in part, to your money mindset and how you feel about your own value and worth. So this is a worthwhile conversation, and it's the kind of conversation we've been having at Business of Design for a long, long time. You will find courses on money mindset and salary, revenue, profit, and growth. You will find courses that help you define your value, the value you bring to the consultation and the value you bring to the whole project. So everything you're going to hear on this show is exactly what we teach at Business of Design. We hope that you will find your way into membership this year because we know we can make a difference in your life. We can transform your life. And that, Andrea says, is what we do for clients. We are a transformation business. And she's going to talk about how when we hold back on giving clients everything we have, we are kind of robbing them of their own growth and transformation. Everything in this episode resonates with our philosophy, and I'm really excited for you to meet Andrea. Before we meet Andrea, though, we're going to hear from Cheryl Horn, and then we are going to jump right into this episode 319, You're Worth It. Oh, and before I forget... You're going to love Andrea. If you want to get in touch with Andrea, you can go to andrealibros.com. You can find her on Instagram, andrea.libros.coaching, or you can go to andreaslinks.com to find everything Andrea. All of that information is in the Business of Design show notes. And now, without further ado, the fabulous Cheryl Horn. Well, thank you, Kimberly. We're actually really excited to announce that we have three locations for the BOD 15 live seminars. We've had a lot of inquiries about this over the last 
I would say six months uh, as we were promoting the two-day intensive seminar that we just did in Australia. So now we're bringing it to North America and uh, we have three dates on the calendar all in October of this year. So if you are interested in joining us for a two-day intensive seminar, the BOD 15-step project management strategy live boot camp version, uh, please join us. We will be in Toronto October 4th and 5th. Santa Monica, California, October 11th and 12th, and Winchester, Virginia, for those in the D.C. and surrounding area, on October 25th and 26th. And that one is actually hosted by uh, Sierra Collins. Uh, She just opened up an event space. So I've always thought that would be so cool for Business of Design to have our own, you know, classroom somewhere in the world. But uh, in the meantime, we are very excited that one of our BOD partners, Sierra Collins, uh, has recently actually opened up her own uh, event space for learning opportunities. And uh, we're going to take advantage of that and have our BOD seminar there. So She's got a lot of designers that she works with locally in that area as well. So come out and meet Sierra and join us for the BOD 15. So again, all the dates are in October. We're hitting up Toronto, Santa Monica, and Winchester. So complete details are on the website. Registration is open. Members, of course, save $200 on their tickets. Please join us. If you've got any questions, please let me know. And we hope to see you at one of these locations in October. Thanks so much. I just had eggs for breakfast with a paper plate and plastic fork because I have packed all of the things. Where, where, what, tell me about the move. What's, is it it personal? Is it business? It's everything. It's it's personal. Well, it's everything. We're, we're building a house and, um, we're actually moving into an apartment for six months. We sold our house, our existing house, our original house, we'll call it. And the new house won't be ready until the fall. So we're moving on Friday into an apartment for six months and out of our house of 21 years. So it's really fun. It's fun. (laughs) You know what? I actually do find stuff like that to be really fun. And I also find it a great opportunity to just purge and edit and get rid of things and live with so much less. I'm kind of looking, secretly looking forward to this apartment because we, it's, it's 1400 square. It's super small for us. And I can only take so much. And this move has been great because I have gotten rid of so many things. It's refreshing. It's a little refreshing. It, it actually How's is it's liberating. It is liberating. I remember mm-hmm. when we downsized and moved into our condo, the condo was stuffed. Like every drawer, every cupboard was stuffed. Yeah. I've gotten rid of so much since then. So yes. it's amazing. Once you realize you actually don't need three lemon zesters in your life and probably- You do not. You do right? not. And there's probably mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. who would like to have one and doesn't have one because you're hoarding them all. So I felt good about right. all the things I gave away. And I feel great about the conversation we're going to have, Andrea, too. Thank you for jumping on <laughs> this morning. Uh, if we hear, hear hail or some okay. atmospheric we'll deal, event we'll behind it. you, we'll deal with it. But I, I said in the introduction that I was intrigued by any conversation that begins with, hey, I'd love to come on and talk to you about your worth and your value. So right away, I'm hooked. I'm in. And tell me what you meant by that statement. I meant, so I think I coach female entrepreneurs, a lot of interior designers or people in the creative space. And there is such drama kind of around worthiness. And there's 
you know, we could talk about this for three days. So there's this whole worthiness of you being worthy as a human. And then there's your business worth. And especially women especially love to mesh the two together and create a lot of confusion and drama and guilt and all the things around it. And um, I'm a big proponent of coaching both your business and your life because I feel like they're so intertwined. Yes. And worthiness plays a huge role in um, your energy, time, and money that you put into your business or into your personal life. And if you don't have a good story around worthiness in your own head, then you're going to feel kind of yucky in both areas. Well, and you do have a story. You just maybe aren't aware of what it is, right? And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, most of us are not walking around thinking we're more valuable than anyone else in the world. And we don't have egos the size of the state of Texas. It's not usually a problem of, I think I'm all that. It's quite the opposite typically, isn't it? It is. It is. We're not thinking we're all that, 100%. I think... um, I always like to say that if we're we're talking about worthiness and we're talking about it also with your business in mind, we, it's really, your thoughts around worthiness are really um, made up of three different beliefs. Okay. So you've got to have, I'm grabbing a pen. Okay. You ready? You got your pencil. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So your, your worth or your thoughts around worth are a combination of three beliefs. So belief in yourself, like, I know what I'm doing. Okay. (laughs) Belief in your service. I'm helping someone create a more usable, attractive, livable, beautiful space. And your belief, this is a kicker, in the, uh, I call the emotional and financial maturity of the person on the other side of the table, the emotional and financial maturity of your client. Oh, so number three is not even about me. Okay. So I want to, it is not about you. I want to unpack all of these. So number one, yourself, I know you're going to get into that, but one thing you said off the top is when you're coaching someone, you you have to coach them about their business and their life. Because I found when I finally started cleaning up my business, the result was my life got infinitely better, infinitely better. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. I actually had a client yesterday. She, she's like, she's like, I'm going back to Weight Watchers, but all these amazing things are happening in her business. And then now all of a sudden she's like cleaning up her life. It's great. You're right. So intertwined. And I don't know if that's true just for, for women, you know, because I know a lot of guys when it's time for them to think about retirement, they fall apart because they can't imagine life without the business. So I think it's, it's just a human, or maybe it's a North American. Maybe we can limit it to like that drive culture that we've all grown up in. And then when we talk about service, and I'm going to let you unpack all three of these, but I wanted to say about service, it's so much more than just the things you listed, like helping people create a beautiful and a functional space. You're actually freeing up that client to go out into the world and spend their time, their most valuable resource, on doing the thing that they're great at. They don't have to spend Mm -hmm. time decorating the house or building a house, right? I'm going to do that for them. Yeah, yeah, you're like I say we have our four most valuable resources are time, money, relationships, and energy. And by you doing your work and delivering service and value, what you're doing is giving them more time. You're actually saving them money 
because you're helping them make decisions versus, you know, the correct, we'll call it the right decision, or you're, they're not, um, they can use their time to make more money doing other things versus uh, stressing about which couch they should have. Okay. So time, money, um, relationships, I'm going to say also working with someone in your field of expertise, it's very helpful for a relationship because there's no, there's less arguing or there's like a mediator on what you, what we really want. And energy, I think is the most important thing. You're the value you provide definitely um, is intertwined with energy. You are saving them energy and brain power. I'm like a living testament to this right now because I mentioned before we're building this house. Okay. And from the ground up, we are taking on Friday when we move out of our original house, we are taking four leather swivel chairs. That is it. Okay. And we are refurnishing or we are furnishing this new house with all new stuff. And we've been working with, closely with a designer for about two years. And she really, I, I can't, I happily write her checks because she has saved us so much time, money, energy, and relationship, marriage. <laughs> uh, right. And that leads right into number three, which is the emotional uh, maturity of your client and the financial maturity yes. of the client, which you have. So I kind of fast-tracked through those three, but I would love for us to go right back to the beginning and talk about how we can impact how we see our own value and worth. Because to me, that seems like it's the pinnacle. It's or, I'm, No, it's not the pinnacle. It's the foundation. It's the opposite. It's, it is it's the, foundation. the heavy side of the triangle. Okay. It is. It's the heavy side. So... um. We were all born 100% worthy. Like on day one, I want you to think about it. You came out as 100% worthy. Like you are worthy of people's time and energy. You are worthy in all sorts of ways. So when we go back to our own human worthiness, I think the best con- the best key you can take away from that or how you want to think about that is you were just born 100% worthy. So if you're having drama around that, You've created stories in your head that argue with that fact that you were born 100% worthy. So there's that, right? Well, don't Um, don't we like, as we go through life, I kind of have a big, you know, metaphorical suitcase. Every time I goof on something, every time I make a mistake, every time I miss the mark, I just add that to the bag that I carry around with me into the world, right? Yeah. I call it a Santa sack. Okay. So you've got like your Santa sack over your shoulder and you just throw all those things in there. It gets really heavy. Sack gets really heavy. And you've got thoughts about all the things that are in the sack, all the times you goofed or all the experiences that you've had that maybe weren't so perfect. Cause those are the ones we remember, right? We don't remember the perfect ones. Right. So if you're having drama over worthiness, that sack is probably getting really, really heavy and it's time that we empty it out and put it all on the floor and see what's in there. And what stories do we want to keep and what stories do we want to say goodbye to? 
I like that visual. And I, I will say this too, a lot of my female friends, and I can be guilty of this, someone gives us a compliment. They say, you did this thing really well. We whip out that Santa sack and say, well, okay, you know, but here's what I did the other day, or here's what I did last week. We open the bag and we constantly talk about what's in the damn bag instead of accepting the praise. It's, that's a hundred percent true. And I think, um, especially as women, this is true. Yeah right? We don't know how to accept praise. We don't know how to celebrate very well. You know, if we want to talk about like goals, for example, sometimes we think we're going to be more, when this happens, then I'll be amazing, right? When I reach the goal, then all my, um, all my thoughts will get cleaned up. But that's not true because we don't pause long enough to even recognize that we've reached the goal or X, Y, Z has happened, And, um, I call it taking a strategic pause. Like whenever I'm working with a client, I always say at the beginning of the call, what are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? And and it's a hard question sometimes. They really have to think about it. Um, but when we, we don't give equal airtime either to the, the, the evidence that we have that of things that really went well, we give way more airtime to the things that haven't gone so well. So that's another awesome way to think about things. Like, are you giving equal airtime to both the, the stories that you love and the stories that you don't love? Oh, the answer is no. I mean, does anybody do that yeah. perfectly well? No. No. And no. So you, 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 no. You, you paint a room and all you think about is that one spot that isn't perfect, but you miss the fact that you painted the other five main surfaces beautifully or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so what do we do about that? Is it just a matter of, first of all, I guess if we recognize it and then train think, ourselves to accept the compliments and, and absorb them a little bit more? I think it's practice. Okay. So just like you are practicing a sport or practicing the piano, we've got to practice recognizing what's really happening and what we want the examples and evidence practice seeing, I think this is the thing practice seeing the goodness, right? And we don't have to be so judgmental about everything. A lot of times my clients say, I just have to think more positively, right? Isn't that what I just have to do? And I sometimes say, no, we don't have to think more positively. We just have to really separate out what are the facts and what are your thoughts about the facts? So a lot of coaching, like I want to pick, if, okay, anyone who's ever like taken a golf lesson, okay, or tennis lesson or piano lesson, whatever kind of lesson, you've got a coach beside you, okay? They are not playing the piano for you. They are not swinging the golf club. They are not serving the tennis ball, right? They're showing you what's going on and the mechanics of your swing or the mechanics of how your fingers are on the piano. So that coach or that outside party, whoever it is, is really there to help you recognize what's working, what's not working, and what we want to do differently next time. You need someone else to help you practice actually believing in your worthiness or Keep helping you keep the stories you want to keep. And um, that is just, that's an essential thing. I like to say we're all stuck in our own peanut butter jar. 
Okay, so whether it's Skippy or Jiffy or natural peanut butter from Whole Foods, it doesn't matter. You are stuck in there. And when you're stuck in there, you cannot read the label. You can't really see what's really going on around you. You can't see the ingredients of the peanut butter. You don't even know what's creating your thoughts inside there. You've got, you need a label reader. And it can be a friend or a husband or a mentor or a coach. It can be anyone, but someone's really got to be reading that label. I, I like that. I love the visual, um, the visuals you're giving us as well. I can, I can feel myself stuck in the peanut butter jar sometimes, by the way. And I don't even yes. want to talk about piano. My P, I tried to take piano when my kids did, and the piano teacher finally said, I'm just going to tell you this. You have no natural aptitude at all for piano. So I'm like, okay, I'm tapping out. Thank you so much. See, sometimes a coach, a good coach will tell you that too. You're going down the yes. wrong path. You're never going to get, you're not going to get where you want to go, going down that path. So let go, surrender. Yes, it's a hundred percent true. Where they can't, we also can't see um, how things that are happening in one aspect of our life are impacting the other aspects, true. right? That's like, we are, you know, a lot of my clients come to me with, Hey, I need to make more money. Okay. Okay. Well, super, we can work on that, but what's impacting that? What are all these other thoughts that you're having or what else is going on in the background that's impacting that? Yeah. Cause I guarantee you not making money has nothing to do with anyone but you. Right? Like it's, it's always me. It's always me. A hundred percent. All right. 100%. You said the second, yep. the second one is about service, the value of the service. Yes. Is that the value of the service I provide? And, and if so, how can I really come to grips with what is the value of that service that I provide? Well, I think one way I love to think about this is you are providing your client or customer, some sort of transformation. Okay. So if you are not charging them enough, then you are not giving them the opportunity to transform to the level or evolve to the level that they're capable of. So here's my visual for this one. I like to picture this, this house with these big, huge doors. They have big knockers on them. And they've got like, I actually pictured two doors, like a front door with two doors and two doorknobs. And if you're not charging enough or you're not believing enough in your service, you are not opening those doors wide enough. Like the doors are just open, like with a little crack and they're trying to sneak through and you're, but if you are charging enough and believing in yourself enough and the service, then those doors are wide open and kind of like the sky's the limit. So the, your belief in the service you're providing or the value you're providing is directly, directly correlates with the amount of evolution transformation that you're providing for your clients. Okay, so here's a tricky thing that we see. I hear what you're saying, and I like that visual too. But often we see somebody providing total transformation, but still not charging for it. The client is getting okay. the value of somebody who's got experience and expertise, but they're still not charging them for it. Okay, so that gets to the third thing then. Okay. Okay, so the third thing is your belief in your belief, so you as the provider, your belief in the emotional and financial maturity of your client. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
when I'm writing my check to my designer, okay, I have enough, I think, hopefully, emotional and financial maturity to understand the value that she's providing. I totally, 100% get it. And, and I'm happy with what she's charging, what she's charging, because she's 100% worth it. And I, I, can I ask a question about I, that, though? Yeah. She's not yeah. charging like pennies. I just want to make this point, too, to the audience. What you're paying is not insignificant, right? You, she doesn't it have to not. bill I mean, you fluffy amounts of dollars. She can bill you a big bill, and you're still happy to pay it. I am. I yes. am still happy to pay it. And I would have to say, if you're, if you're working with clients and you're, you're hesitating to charge what you really want to charge, then you are not believing that that client is going to get it. And in fact, they might not get it and there might be some pushback, but then is that the kind of client that you really want to work with? Mm -hmm. I mean, we just, I literally this week just put a 75% down payment on the, all the furniture in our house for our new house. And she had a, our designer had a process that she walked us through and how we chose all of that. It was super simple and it made our lives a whole lot easier. And yet, were there things I'm like, I'm not sure how that's going to look. But I would just say, okay. But you know what? I trust her. I trust her, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go. She's the professional. She's the expert. I have no reason to think that this isn't going to look great and amazing. So there's a, a level of maturity there for, on my part. And there's also a level of maturity on her part. So I'm guessing she's not going to. She doesn't really love working with people that are nickel and diming, right. especially if we're talking a whole house. But so often what happens, I think, and you tell me what you think, is we confuse our own, as the design professional, our own emotional and financial maturity with that of the client's. And in some cases, yes. the client has more. Ideally, if you don't have sufficient, yeah. that your client has more. Yes. And it took me... It took me understanding my own emotional and financial security to let my clients have theirs. Does that make sense? 100%. So yeah. So what this really, what's really happening is like, there's a conflict sometimes between what you think you're worth and what it, it, the belief in your own worthiness or your own value and your belief in the client's understanding of that. And it can go either way. Like it doesn't, you don't have to, Right. So this is co what I call cognitive dissonance. Okay. So this, I don't know if you're familiar with this kind of thinking, but the term cognitive dissonance was really used to describe kind of the, the mental discomfort that results from having two conflicting beliefs. Right. So people tend to see or seek consistency in their, in their attitudes and their perceptions. And when there's a conflict, it causes feelings of unease and discomfort. And this inconsistency between what people believe and how they behave motivate, motivates people to engage kind of in actions or pricing that's going to minimize the feelings of discomfort. Right. Okay. Temporarily. So <laughs> temporarily, right? We, we like attempt to relieve that discomfort in different ways ways. Like sometimes we try to explain away our pricing, right? Or what we're charging. We try to avoid new information. We try to reject someone's idea around something, 
right? So everybody experiences this cognitive dissonance in some degree, but that doesn't mean it's always easy to recognize. Yeah. So if you're feeling uncomfortable before doing something or making a decision, or you're trying to justify or rationalize things, or you're feeling embarrassed or ashamed about something, um, or you're experiencing like that guilt or regret, then there's probably cognitive dissonance going on. And that's so, so is that my opportunity then to practice the healthy side of the what's going on there to like seek out what that duality is and then practice the healthier side? Yes. Yes, that's your opportunity. And this is again where kind of like life comes in, right? Like if we are experiencing guilt or regret about something in our business, a lot of times that guilt or regret is tied to something that's like going on in our life. I'm not spending enough time with my kids or I'm not making enough money to make this worth it. Or I'm regretting all of the energy that I'm putting into my business versus my family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's another reason why when I create a business plan with someone, I always have in the back of my mind, what are you, what's going on at home? Like, is this going to fit into the puzzle? How do you feel about this whole thing? And, you know, so it goes to like, how do you, how do I clean this up? Right? How do I clean up my thinking? Right. And it took me years to realize that the point of my um, life wasn't to serve my business, but the point of my business is to serve my life. Like I had it so backwards. Yes. Yeah. So backwards. Oh. So, so backwards. So there's a, there's ways to clean it up. Um, you know, the w- one way to clean up this drama is to really just get out of your client's wallet in your own bank account. Honestly. Like, Get out of the wallet. Get out of the wallet. Well, let them have a right? moment of sticker shock. So you mentioned the, you, yeah. the two, the double doors that you swing open, but you don't swing yeah. open wide enough. One of the ways I think designers constantly sabotage themselves so that door is not able to open is by selecting an item for a client. Maybe it's a chandelier, let's say. You select an item and you see, oh my gosh, it's I'm making up a number, $5,000. My client won't pay $5,000. I'm going to have to go find her one for $2,000. You've robbed that client the opportunity to see the chandelier that might have been the very favorite feature of the whole house, right? And whether it's a $5,000 chandelier or a $20,000 chandelier, stop doing that. Let them say no. Let them have a moment of sticker shock and decide if they want to spend that money. I also think like about the lifetime value that you're providing. Okay. There's a lifetime value of working with me. It is not the hourly value and it's not the price of the chandelier. Right. So it's really about, it's not just the, they're going to see that chandelier every day for the next 10 years. So there's a lifetime value of that, that I think we start to, we forget about as well. Yeah. Let them, so get out of their wallet and think about was number one and number two would be think about the lifetime value of working with some of, with you. I have this one client and we did a place for her in 1999. wasn't even in the knots. It was in 1999 and I love her. And since then we've changed some pillows and we've changed the lampshades. We've, we've done a little fixing up, but I love to show that to clients and say, you know, how long will this last? How long will this investment last? Here's my client from 1999. You tell me, does this look mm-hmm. relevant? Does this look 
great. And they're like, wow, amazing. If you, right, like you, you have some tools in your arsenal that you can use to, to show clients your value and your worth and what you can provide. Be ready to do that. Uh, You've got to be, you've got to be prepared, which means that you have to take yourself to the place where you can see the lifetime value you're offering. You have to stop thinking about your client's bills, the cost of building their house, their family vacation that they're saving for, their broken water heater. You have to start thinking about the value that you're delivering over the course of a lifetime, not just in the upcoming six months or when they sign the contract. It's really lifetime value. You can start realizing that your service is really kind of an undercharge and an over delivery. Yeah. And that's kind of like, think about that. You're undercharging and over delivering. You're, what you're putting out there in the world is an undercharge and an over deliver. And that takes the focus off of you, right? Which is what has sometimes happens. And this creates this drama around worthiness, takes the focus off of you and puts it on the value you're giving. Or another way to think about it is the transformation you're providing. I love it. Oh my gosh. I think we could have this conversation forever. Will you come back on the show? We, we had other topics that we could get into, which would be so amazing. Um, Andrea, we love to end every episode with what we call design intervention. And it's just a great piece of business advice. It doesn't have to be related to our topic. So one great piece of advice that I like to think about or is be curious, not critical. Mm. Okay. So in, as relevant to our discussion today... Curiosity is what is going to counter those thoughts that you have around worthiness. Being critical is not going to cut it if you're trying to counter your worthiness thoughts. So I always love to say, be curious and not critical. You're going to get way, way further and you're going to allow yourself to it's going to give you an opportunity to clean out that Santa sack too. Do yeah. I want this story? Do I not want this story? Yeah, I like that. I want to yeah. clean, I want to see what's in my Santa sack and, and do some more cleaning out. I think that's really worthwhile. <laughs> and that reminds me, you're a designer's adventure reminds me of yoga. When you go to yoga and you're in a pose and you're just in agony, the teacher will usually say something like, where is it interesting? Think about where yes. this pose is, is really capturing your imagination, right? And then you feel yep. different about what you're experiencing suddenly. Okay, that I, I was, I go from like, this is killing me. I think I'm going to die to like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> I wonder if my spine this is going this way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like I go to yoga actually a couple times a week. And one of the phrases my instructor says sometimes is, um, what do you really need today? This is if this pose isn't working for you right now. What do you need? Does this muscle need to be stretched a little more? Do you need to lessen up? Do you need to go deeper? What do you need? <laughs> so that's the curious. Be curious. What do I need? And I never ask myself that right on a like walking around. You're not like, what do I really need? No, it's only in that moment when someone's prompting you. So prompt uh, yourself. Be curious. Yeah, and I have a tell. Uh, my tell is I want a coffee. Whenever I think in the middle of a project or a job site, I want a coffee. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Something's happening mm-hmm. right now because I actually don't want a coffee. I don't really need a coffee. So what is happening right now that's making me want to seek this diversion? Oh. There, there's, there's a thought. 
right? It's not the project. Yeah. It's not the people. It's not any anything anything that's going on externally. Yeah. Okay. It's you and what's happening in your brain. I like to say your thoughts, it's like they're choices and they're it's like a tray of hors d'oeuvres. So there's a waiter walking around at a wedding and he comes up to you and he says, Kim, take one. Oh, he doesn't know your name. <laughs> Ma'am, would you like an would you like one? Right? He says, Would you like an hors d'oeuvre? And you look on the tray and you're like, Oh, should I have the shrimp or the bruschetta or the spinach square? That's like a tray of thoughts. Yeah. You get to choose which thought you want to choose. Yeah. We'll leave you with that. That's great, great advice. Andrea, thank you so much. Good luck with the move. Thank you. It's going to be, it's exciting. I mean, it is exciting. It's a lot of work, as we all know, but it's very exciting. I'm, a, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to kind of starting a new chapter, like a new, it's transformational. Like we're starting a new chapter of our lives, it right? It's, totally it's, we're building is. a house, so we're moving. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, when when we did that, we moved into a condo downtown and we thought it was going to be like temporary. We had no desire to be condo people, but we just loved being downtown and the energy and everything. So we ended up abandoning the idea to get another house and we stayed in the condo. So who knows, right? Anything could happen. Be curious. Be curious. Like, Imagine that. It wasn't, it wasn't really like what you thought it was going to be. There you All go. Right. Andrea, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.